You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Hannah's upcoming season of The Bachelorette. And he's interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. This is episode number 128. And yes, I'm under the weather again. I've got, um, excuse me. Oh, oh gosh. Um, yeah, I, uh, maybe I should edit that out or I don't know. Maybe I'll leave it in and show you how sick I am. But no, I'm not. Uh, last time I had a fever and I had the shakes and all that. Nothing like that this time. Just weather turned 80s. My house is a little bit cooler and just kind of breathing in the cold air and whatnot. I just got a very red throat and um, you could tell my voice is a little fried, but uh, made it through and um, got this episode recorded for you. A little trip down memory lane. We're back in the bachelor world and we've got Peyton Lambden on who is Chris Lambden's wife. She was on Andy Baldwin's season of The Bachelor. She was also on the first season of Bachelor Pad. Some good stories from both of those seasons that she's going to share with you in just a bit. But before we get started, I do have some good news. There are no ads through this whole podcast. How about that? So no ads. You're never going to hear me take a break, and you're not going to have to listen to any ads. So, hey, enjoy that because we have no ads this whole podcast. We're just going to go straight through about a 50-minute interview with Peyton Landon. But as always, please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It's much appreciated, and I don't know if you even know this. I probably should say this every time, but if you subscribe to the podcast, that means you never have to download it. Every time I upload it on Thursday mornings, it'll be in your podcast queue Whenever you need it, uh, right when you wake up or whenever you, whenever I upload it, it'll be in your feed. You don't have to worry about it. Also, um, we were supposed to have episode 19 of the He Said, She Said podcast a couple days ago on Tuesday, but due to my sickness and not being able to coordinate with Ashley, it's going to be pushed back a week, so we'll have that for you next week, which will be next Tuesday, which is the night after. Now, we're getting close to bachelor time. On Monday, May 6th, this upcoming Monday, they're having this two-hour special where all the bachelor, former bachelorettes, well, 12 of the 15, not Jen Sheft, not Meredith Phillips, shocker, and obviously not Hannah B because she was filming her season. A few weeks ago, filmed stuff at the mansion. You've probably seen it all over social media. You've seen it on Facebook. You've seen it on their Instagram page. They're going to do uh, you know, a sit-down, kind of a fireside chat with all the former bachelorettes talking about their experience on the show because Hannah's season is the 15th bachelorette season probably going to do probably that that's probably the night we're going to get the intro videos of the guys and they're going to i think take a trip down memory lane with some villains of past seasons and i'm pretty sure i saw on facebook a couple months ago that wes hayden from jillian's season said hey all you bachelorette fans keep an eye out got something coming for you so i'm assuming that's what he's a part of and that's going to air on monday and then chris harrison is going to be like on a tour bus with fans, super fans of the show and whatnot. So it's just going to be a two hour love fest of celebrating all things bachelorette. And then Hannah's season starts the following Monday night. So uh, the first episode should be up on ABC's website. That's username and password protected. So it's not for everybody to see, but I have access to this. So I will get you the spoilers to the first episode 
as soon as they post it. Hasn't been posted yet. And I hopefully will have your episode by episode spoilers as soon as I can. Uh, Hannah's season is definitely ending filming a lot closer to the episode airing, her first episode airing. So it might be tough to have everything ready to go by May 13th, but I will do my best to get you as much as I can. And then uh, whether that means everything up to the final four, and then once I get the solid confirmation of who she chose, or maybe I'll do the ending first and then fill in the episode by episode stuff after that. We'll see. It all depends on when I get it and how I get it. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's it for the updates. And yeah, let's get let's get going here with podcast number. What is this again? I already said it at the beginning and I forgot. Oh, yeah. 128. This is with Peyton Lambden. Okay, let's bring in our guest. We're going back old school with this one. Uh, she was on Andy Baldwin's season of The Bachelor and then subsequently on Bachelor Pad season one. So the first ever spinoff show, she was a part of that cast. And we're going to get to that a little bit later. But it's Peyton Lambden. Peyton, how are you? Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I could be better. Um, I will fight through this cough and sniffling as we as we get through this you lived in dallas so you're very well aware of the seasonal uh, seasonal change allergies. out here yeah it's they're the worst it it all of a sudden went from you know mid 60s or whatever there was 80 all last week and my house is 70 degrees and just coming in and out of it i just started getting a sore throat and that was that and oh, here we boo. are um but i wanted to Chris was one of my first, your husband, Chris Lambden, was one of my first podcast guests over two years ago. I mean, it's been a while. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Can you believe that? Because I started this, I started this in December of 16. uh, And so Chris was in the first, he definitely was in the first few months of 2017. So yeah, we're coming up on two years now. Um I mean, put it this way. Hayes wasn't even a thought in anybody's head back then. When uh, I had, uh, Lila, was Lila even born? I think yeah, Lila she, was. She was born, but yeah, she was, a tiny baby. Yeah, I want to say Lila was, God, I remember talking to Chris about this. I, she was very, I want to say she wasn't older than six months, I don't think. What, what is Lila now? She's two and a half. Okay, I think it was within the first six months, but yeah, wow. it, was, it was new. Um, Time, so, time's flying. I know, my gosh. Uh, all right, so let's talk about, first off, your season on The Bachelor with Andy Baldwin. This was a different show back then because at the time that they were doing The Bachelor, they weren't recycling leads. You didn't get someone from the previous season. You got a guy named Andy Baldwin. So first off, tell me how you applied for this. Was it one of these, oh, I was home one night and I saw the commercial and I applied myself? Did someone nominate you? How did it go for you? So I was working um, for my sorority's national office, Tri-Delta, and so office full of women, everybody watches the show, and they were doing a casting in Dallas, and um, I was the only single one in the office at the time, so they said, will you just go to this and tell us what happens? I said, sure, I'll be the guinea pig. I was like, this is probably just a formality. They do these things, and then they cast people that they have already figured out but yeah whatever i'll go it'll be fun and then i got a call back and i was like oh wait this is like for real um and so it just kind of snowballed from there i had to make a video 
um, show myself, you know, in my elements in Dallas at work and at home. And then they flew me out to LA. And the next thing I knew I was on the show. It just, um, it happened really quickly. And, um, I think I was in, I was in a haze the whole time, like not even realizing what was happening. So you had watched the show before, right? Like were you a oh, yeah. super fan or were you just like, oh, I, I casual viewer of it? Um, I was a fan. I don't think I had watched every season, but, um, but yeah, it definitely tuned in. At what point during the process did you know or were told it was going to be a guy named Andy Baldwin? It was right before we flew out to start filming. Um, they announced it publicly, maybe like the week before we went out. So I was able to do like a quick Google search and see pictures of him. And that was it. Because um, that was before social media. Yeah. Um, nobody was really using social media. So we couldn't do any of these deep dives that we do now. Um looking into somebody's history and their past and their interests. So all we knew was what the show put out in the press release. Which was that he was a former officer and stuff like that. Were you, were you impressed by the whole officer and a gentleman thing, which was the theme of the season? Or um, did you think that was kind of silly? I, I thought it was a little silly. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I thought he was a really good looking fit guy. And so initial attraction was there. So I was like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go into this and see what happens. What did you do on your limo entrance on the first night? Because obviously this was a while ago. I, did you do anything like that made you stood out or would you just give the basic? I'm paying. Well, I could have. It was my birthday oh. the night of the show, but I was told not to tell him that it was my birthday. What? And we later found out it's because the first impression rose, he had to give out at the limo exits. Um, it wasn't like they do now after the cocktail party. He had to do like immediate first impression and give out the rose upon meeting somebody. And so I'm assuming that they told me I couldn't tell him it was my birthday because we later found out it was also his birthday. We share the same birthday. Oh, wow. Okay. So I think that that would have changed the narrative of the first night. Um, and so I don't know how much pre-planning had gone into how that was going to go, but um, I I remember thinking like, well, why can't I tell him that's it's my birthday? Like, what else am I supposed to say? Um, I, don't, I didn't have any like tricks that was before all these like spectacular entrances were being done. Yeah. Uh, it was basically you get out and you say whatever you want to say. Um, so I, I just said my name and where I was from and I was excited to be there. So nothing rememberable at all. Did, did you when he had to give out the first impression, you said it was based on the limo entrances. So. It wasn't like he got to see everybody's and then gave it then. It was just he no. gave it. When the, do you remember who got it? Um, it was Stephanie Tipper from uh, South Carolina. Okay. Don't remember her at all. Um, so she immediately became the villain because everybody she had a target was, on her back. Yeah. It, immediately she was the one that was like, oh, like, and I don't even know why. It was so silly, you know? <laughs> I'm Googling Stephanie Tipper right now just to see what she looks like. And She's see if I can a sweetheart. Her. She's beautiful. Um, like. All right. Here's her. This is her bio picture from, it looks like, yeah, like the, the, the picture that would go up on ABC site. Yeah. Attractive mm -hmm. woman. Yeah. Um, is this her modeling career after run on The Bachelor? Is this her as well? Uh, yeah. She did some modeling. I feel like she also did like roller derby. What? She's kind of, she's kind of a badass. Okay, let's see. After she, okay, so this this article was written in two thousand nine, and I'm just kind of 
skimming it here. Uh, after she returned from L.A., she took part in swimsuit competitions. That is now Miss Hawaiian Tropic, South Carolina. Uh-huh. She competed in Miss Hawaiian Tropic International. She lives in Folly Beach, South Carolina. Um, uh, yeah, just yeah. There's a whole article on her. Maybe I should have read this before, but I didn't know she got the first. <laughs> I didn't know she got the first impression, Rose. Um, so okay, moving on. Congratulations to Stephanie Tipper, though, for getting that first impression, Rose. Maybe I'll have her on the podcast at one point. Just yeah. <laughs> um, so when you got there and you got inside. <clears throat> They probably do it the same way then that they do now, where he gets as much time as, well, they possibly give him with with everybody. Do you remember getting a lot of time with him that first night or any time with him that first night? Um, I got shared time with him. Oh. Yeah, we had like a group. But then that was when they said, oh, now you can tell him it's your birthday. So that was kind of like my ticket to the first night rose <laughs> was <laughs> that, you know, he could remember me by that. And um but it, yeah, no, I mean it was like maybe a couple of minutes, Ugh. if that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is so. I mean, this this so this filmed in what year? Oh my gosh, you're gonna date me, Steve. Um, oh eight or oh nine, or is it earlier yeah, than that? It was earlier than that. Oh my um, gosh. So oh. I mean, it was season ten, and I was twenty four, so it was eleven years ago. Okay, so it says the season... 12, 12 years ago. 12 years ago. I'm 36 now. Okay, so it said it was released... It aired from April 2nd to May 21st of 2007. So you got, yeah. So you guys filmed, what, January to March? It was February 5th was our first night. Okay, so that's a little... See, now it's totally... Now The Bachelor is airing during that time, and it films in you know September to November. So Well, and then, schedule. like, they hadn't gotten into the cycle of Bachelorette. Like, there yeah. had been... Took a, a break. couple of bachelorette seasons but they were kind of still figuring that out and it was very sporadic when they were airing them there wasn't this cycle that they have now yeah we were getting basically one bachelor slash bachelorette season per calendar year now we get two and a paradise and, and another fun fact we were the first season that got an hour and a half of airtime oh how about that? Yeah. Prior to that, it was only an hour show. We got an hour and a half. We well, thought that was big time. <laughs> well, the other thing that I was looking at when I did the Wikipedia search was the fact that, you know, back then, you didn't get 11 episodes for your season. You only got eight, but they also went down from 25 women on the first night down to 15. So they were at 15 already in episode two, but the only then you only had eight episodes. So kind of it works out the way it does now. Now they usually have... 21 or 22 going into the second episode but they've also got three more episodes along right. with, along with the tell all including the tell all um and you guys had a tell all i remember no wait you guys didn't. didn't have a tell all season we didn't and the reason was because one of the girls kate she went and wrote this whole blog about the entire season oh my gosh you are totally i now remember kate spilling that on the, inter- so, like, the interweb back then. The interweb. <laughs> yeah. And so our, I guess our punishment was that we didn't get to do a tell-all. So they did a kind of an after the final rose just with a couple of the girls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, we were totally different than any other season. Oh my, I totally, now that you mention it, I totally remember Kate doing that because I think, 
I mean, this was before. I mean, I was doing Reality Steve then, but I wasn't doing spoilers. So I think at that point, I think I might have emailed Kate and had a conversation with her. And I was just like, whoa, what happened to you on the show? Why are you writing all this? Are you getting in trouble? Like, I was just asking her all these random questions because I was oh, covering the show. We were all getting, like, letters from lawyers, like, threatening us. Because I don't know at the time that they knew it was her. And so all of this information was getting put out there. And then... You know, so we all got punished for it. And her stuff was very negative against the show. Like, she was just... Oh, completely. She was slamming the show for how she was treated or how she came across or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. But she just wasn't, wasn't happy. <laughs> she wasn't happy at all. No. Yeah. Um, and she finished, let's see, fourth, fifth, seventh. So she made it about halfway through the season. Um, when you were there on that first night in the cocktail party, did you buddy up with anybody or did anybody, like, immediately become friends with you and did you notice any early favorites like did someone like tessa or bevan stand out to you right away the girls that finished one and two yeah tessa and i immediately became friends um and same with nicole she and i were really close right off the bat and honestly it's because well we were both from the south um so we had that in common and then when we were in the hotel before they moved us into the house, she and I had adjoining rooms and her voice carried so loudly that oh. I could hear her through the adjoining door. So after the first night, we went back to the hotel for a night. And so she and I kind of, you know, snuck and hung out through our adjoining rooms. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. When I was looking at the cast list, and I told you before, you had four women from your season whose hometowns was South Carolina, which was more than any other state on your season. There was only three California girls, and there were four South Carolina girls, which is something you just don't even see anymore. Well, and then there were four of us that lived in Uptown in Dallas, but they listed each of us as our hometown and not where we currently lived. So yeah. I was listed as Tennessee, um, and I think Aaron was listed as Louisiana, but yeah. we all actually lived like within a mile radius of each other. Yeah, and fun fact for me, the first people I ever met from this franchise were two women from your season, Amanda Delp, who is now Amanda Hackney, and Alexis Young, who is now Alexis something. I know she got married as well. They were living in Uptown. They were reading my blog. They thought it was funny. They contacted me, and they're like, oh, you live oh, in Dallas? Really? Yeah. I and, didn't know that. Yeah, and they contacted me, and they were like, oh, I, I saw what you wrote about me. It was so funny, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you live in Dallas? Oh, we should get a drink or whatever. And I remember meeting up with them a couple times, and um, – Obviously, I've lost contact with them. I know that I know that Amanda moved to Chicago and got married, and then yes. Alexis still lives out here. I think she lives in South Lake still, and she's married okay. with, with children as well. Um, but yeah, no, that was uh, yeah. They have you listed as Laverne, Tennessee. Is that it? Can you pronounce it? Laverne? No, it should have been Kingsport, Tennessee. Well, on Wikipedia, it has. It might have been on the site uh, on ABC site, but Wikipedia has you as Laverne, Tennessee, and Aaron as. Oh, seriously? Yeah, and Aaron is <laughs> Logansport, Louisiana. So. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think Aaron's still in Dallas, too. So, Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's get to the main part of your season. <laughs> uh, I don't want to laugh because it's going to get me to start hacking. But um, back in the day, the two-on-one dates usually pitted people who didn't like each other uh, against each other on the date. Like they were mm -hmm. – well, not – no, I'm saying that now. Back in the day, I don't. I guess they didn't do it back then because I don't think that was the case with you and Tessa. You and Tessa were friends. No, they totally. It's it's really interesting looking back on how the whole thing was completely set up oh. because the rose ceremony prior to us getting the two on one date card, 
Um, so I guess it was what the first rose ceremony or the second rose ceremony, the second rose ceremony, Tessa got really emotional, went to the bathroom, was crying. And a producer came to me and said, you need to go check on Tessa. So I go upstairs and, and granted we've known each other all of 48 hours at this point. Yeah. Um, and so I go up to check on her and, and she's like, you know, it's just really, this is overwhelming. I'm tired. It's getting to me. And that's really where she and I started to bond and become really close friends. Um, and then fast forward, like three days later, they give us the two on one date because we had developed probably the strongest friendship at that point in the house. And it was a huge bummer because we really like, I wasn't going to go into an interview and talk negatively about her and she wasn't going to do the same about me. And so I don't really know like what they were trying to do there. And then we have the two on one and it was terrible. And I got sent home. But the funniest part is that I'm crying at the end of the episode. But what they didn't show was Tessa and I hugging and crying because we were leaving each other. Yeah. <laughs> not, not because I was leaving him, but so, because I, I was going to miss my friend. It looks like basically back in the day, they've totally just flipped it. Back in the day, they used to put friends on the two-on-one date because on Brad Womack's first season... They put Ashley Spivey and Ashley Rosenbaum on the date, and they were best buddies in the I house. I forgot about that. Yeah, so, and that was the season right after us. And that was right after you. So it looks like, just going off the top of my head, it looks like that's what they did, and then they changed it to, no, let's, maybe maybe they were actually grew a soul and were like, okay, let's not put two friends on the date. It makes way more sense to put two people that don't like one another on it. Yeah. I mean. And makes better TV. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Because I remember Ashley, the two Ashleys on Brad's date in, in Las Vegas, and they were both a crying mess. I know Ashley Spivey was, and she still talks about it to this day. Like, it was awful. I didn't want to go on the date with her because, one, I knew he was probably going to pick her, and two, she was like my best friend. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how we were, and it was so sad. So the thing is, for you, he gives Tessa the rose, and you are the first person – that I can remember, I, there may have been someone before you, but the first one I can remember who ever got left somewhere on yeah. a two-on-one. I definitely, date. I definitely was. So that, you were you were the pioneer. Worst. So you were the pioneer. Uh -huh. You started it all. And for those that don't remember, it was on an aircraft carrier in San Diego, and yep. he gives her the rose, and they take off in a helicopter, and the camera's in the helicopter with them, just panning down at you, standing there, probably freezing your ass off. What do you remember about it? I remember just being completely mortified. Like, are you kidding me that I, I'm just sitting here and I can see like all the producers and the cameras on the ground with me. They're all like at such a distance that I'm just standing there and I'm like, okay, what, like, what do I do? What do I do? Where do I go? I'm freezing cold. Like, are you waiting for me to like have a breakdown and jump overboard? Like I, I didn't really know. And I, they were waiting for me to start like, really crying yeah. and that just wasn't going to happen because I'm like, you know what? Everybody I know is watching this and I'm not going to do it. But then of course they get me in an interview and the producer's crying and I'm crying and it's just yeah. a big ridiculous mess. Did you know before the date that he was probably picking Tessa? Oh, totally. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. And it was, was it obvious early on that Tessa was either going to win or was certainly going to make it to final two? It was to me. I mean, I just, they had a ton in common. And so initially in your, you know, you're seeing things so briefly, but initially they had a lot in common and she was just a really 
cool chick. Like, that's why I wanted to be friends with her. And so I could tell that he was really interested and intrigued by her. So you probably thought Tessa either was going to win or had a really good shot at winning at that point. Yeah, I would think totally. So. I knew I knew that it would be down to her and Bevan. And Bevan, okay. Yeah. Were you – is there anybody that you're still friends with to this day from your season? Nobody that I talked to really at all. Tessa and I kept in touch for a long time, and now it's more just, you know, social media – commenting on family photos and stuff like that. Um, I was really close with Aaron when I was living in Dallas and I would see Amanda and Alexis occasionally, but yeah, you know, everybody moves, gets married. Um, actually it was probably kept in touch with Nicole the longest and, uh, met the guy that she ended up marrying and, Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know where. Like we. Yeah, I think life just happens, and everybody just ended up in different places. Oh yeah, and it's twelve years ago. It's not like this. Was yeah, two seasons ago. I didn't probably expect you to be close with anybody. I was just curious if there was anybody that you. I'm actually. Kind of... I'm. I'm closer with people from Bachelor Pad than from Bachelor. Ah, okay. Well, what is uh, when when you left the show and you assumed okay he's probably going to pick Tessa? Did you think? There was a possibility that they would make it. Were you surprised when they ended their engagement three months later? Um, when I watched the show, of course, I was rooting for them and, and hopeful for them. But then very shortly after, she called me and said, I'm coming to Dallas. Can I stay with you? Oh. And she Oops. <laughs> filled me in on uh, everything that was going on. And I think... She just learned very quickly that they were on two different paths. She was on the path of wanting this to be a real relationship and wanting to be married. And he was on the path of wanting some fame. Yeah. And she wanted no part in that. Did she move? Um, did she move out with where did they live after the show ended or did they ever move in together? They were about to. She was packing her apartment in San Francisco about to move. I believe he was in Hawaii at the time. Um, or maybe San Diego. I can't remember where he was at the time, but she was having to physically move. And I I think like a week before she was scheduled to move, she called it all off. Oh, Oh, okay. She just, you know, she's like, we're laying on a private beach in Hawaii where no one should know where we are. And all of a sudden the paparazzi are putting photos in us weekly in people magazine. And that just was not the life that she wanted. Yeah. Is Tessa, do you know what she's been up to since then? Is she ever married or does she have kids? She or? is. Yeah, she's married. She has two little boys. Okay. Um, I was in San Francisco. Chris and I were, I think Chris and I had just started dating. And um, we were out there and went to dinner with her and her now husband. I don't. They weren't married at the time. So we did get to meet him. And so we've seen each other prior to getting married and prior to having kids, but not, not, not since then. Gotcha. Um, let's move on to bachelor pad, which is another interesting thing, because like I said, you were on the first season, so you had no idea what to expect when they're interviewing you to possibly go on this spinoff show. How was it being presented to you? And were you going into it thinking there were other people from other shows that you were interested in? Because when I was looking at the cast again, most of bachelor pad season one was made up of Jake's women and Jillian's guys Mm -hmm. there were a few you were the only you were the only woman from your season 
that was on mm-hmm. the show. You were the only woman from Andy's season. There was Gwen was from Aaron Burgie's season, which was, you know, the second Bachelor season. And mm-hmm. then basically it was a bunch of Jake Jake's women and Jillian's guys. So when you were interviewing for it, what were they pitching it to you as? Uh, it was so crazy. I get a call like completely out of the blue from Carrie Lee, who was one of our producers at the time. And um, she said, we're doing this, this spinoff like competition show for money. And um, I think at the time they were, they were kind of figuring it out as, as we were going through. I don't even think that they knew what it was going to be, um, but they knew that there was, there was going to be some interest from the fans um, and having this competition element could be intriguing. And so of course, when I get a call saying, do you want to come compete for money? I'm all in it, but it was kind of more presented as a like big brother meets survivor with a little bit of love twist, but they weren't really pushing the relationship aspect at the time. It was more focused on the competition. That makes sense because that's basically how they pitched paradise and winter games. And we all know that they, that's ultimately what they end up pushing for is the relationship aspect at the end. Oh, by the way, did you know that on your Wikipedia page for season 10, it shows you as a sorority recruiter, but then for Bachelor Pad, it says cheerleader apparel sales. That was your... So, that cheerleading apparel sales, that that is a, a, a correct title. <laughs> sorority recruiter, no. <laughs> okay. I worked, I worked for my sorority's national office as a marketing director, but I guess that, that just wasn't interesting yeah. enough. Sorority, sorority recruiter was, okay. Yeah. So with with Pad, when you got there, being the only woman from Andy's season, you didn't know anybody, I don't think, unless there were meetups back then, pre-show. Had you, did you know anybody when you showed up there on that first day? I did not know a single person. Not one. No. Who did you buddy up with right away? Or do you remember? Well, I, I mean, I think Chrisley and I, Chrisley and Gwen and I kind of gravitated towards one another because we were the only ones that didn't have another cast member from our seasons there. Correct. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of started hanging out and then um, instantly Gia and Tenley became two of my closest friends in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Um, do you remember the time that, <sighs> who was it? I know it was you and Gia. That I came and met you guys down at Foozies in Uptown. Was well, I'd say Wes was probably there, and maybe Jeremy. Yeah, and we and we hung out at Foozies that night. Oh yeah, good times in Dallas. Foozies is so long gone now; it's not even there. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I was. Th- this is one thing that I was talking to Chris about when I had him on. Was that night that I? I think I just randomly ran into you guys at the mat. Well, you and Chris yeah. were there at the mat, and you were headed to the Manny Pacquiao fight at Texas Stadium, and you happened to have two extra tickets, and I was there, and you're like, yes, you want to go to the fight with us? I'm like, yeah. yeah, yes, and the three of us went to the Manny Pacquiao fight at, I think it was right after Jerry World had just been built, so maybe- Yeah, it was, was it brand a, new. That's right. It was the new stadium. That's right. It wasn't the old Texas Stadium. It was the new one. It wasn't AT&T Stadium yet, and then I don't no. think they got a sponsor, but- um. Yeah, and I, I look back at that, I'm like, God, what year was that? 2009, 2010 at the latest? Like, that was... It was... Two, Chris and I met in 2010, so I think it was that. It was, like, right after we met. Okay. And I and I, yeah. wanna, I know Chris did it, but like I said, it was two years ago. Go over... 
wait, wait, you know what, before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit more about Bachelor Pad because when I was looking it up, I was like, okay, let me, I, I remember some of these competitions, they had Twister, they had pie eating, they had that survey one, which was awful. Uh, Listen, I started, when they told me I was going to be on a competition show, I started training my ass off. Like <laughs> I was ready for like survivor type competitions. And when we got there and our first competition was Twister, I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. And everything, and everything was basically like in the backyard or in the front, you know. On, oh, in, yeah. We didn't go in anywhere. the driveway. You went nowhere. Pie eating contest. Uh, but you and Dave, good, won the kissing competition. I oh, didn't remember that. Aha, um, first off, congratulations for being <laughs> voted being voted the best Thanks. kisser by the guys. <laughs> but looking back on that now, number one, I don't think the show could ever get away with that now. I don't think you could have a kissing competition on Paradise. I don't. I, I, I don't think they would allow it. But basically, for those who don't remember, you. You were blindfolded and all the guys had to kiss you or was the other way around? How did it was go? it was both. So I think the guys started out blindfolded and then the girls went through and kissed each one of them and then we switched. Oh and my then God. <laughs> and so fun that had fact, to have been dreadful. Like you I was have... so sick. Oh. I had like this awful, awful cold and I tried, I, I remember when Chris Harrison told us what the competition was, I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm going to get the entire house sick. <laughs> and I raised my hand and I was like, you know, I'm going to bow out of this competition. And all the guys were like, no, that's not fair. Like, you know, we're competing for money here. You, We're okay with it if you're okay with it. So I was like, all right, fine. I did not stick my tongue in one person's mouth. Oh. I think that's why I won. Oh, really? So, some of the women were? I guess they were so. going for it. Yeah. Okay, I guess so. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, the the kissing competition. I remember it because I think they might have done it on season two as well. But then the they did. Didn't Holly win? I think Holly won. She might have. Um, yeah. The survey wasn't that the one that got a little brutal, where you guys had to oh. answer questions about other people in the house, like who is you know whatever the, I mean, it was all done anonymously but you had to give an answer of like yes i forgot about that who, who is the, i don't even know if it this might have been a question but it was along the lines of who is the least attractive person in the house like you had to answer something like that right or it was all negative basically it was all negative questions kind of like how yeah. in the next season they did a egg toss and you had to toss an egg at somebody who's you thought was the least attractive and er, oh gosh and erica rose i forgot getting, all about that oh yeah and erica rose was getting pelted um, yeah, they, that was brutal. Um, but then to come to find out if you talk to people from, I think that was season two, the egg toss, um, they were all saying, well, we are, we were all throwing it at Erica because she was, they, cause the women had to stand in, oh my God, talk about the me too movement back in 2010 or whenever this was, uh, the women had to stand in bikinis with their backs to the guys with a bullseye painted on their back yes oh i'm so glad that i didn't have to do that and the guy and chris harrison would ask a question who is the least attractive in the house and you'd have to throw an egg and hit the bullseye of the woman that you thought the answer was horrible and she was getting pelted but then if you talk to guys after the fact they were saying we all went for erica because she was at the end of the line and it was much easier to hit somebody at the end than somebody who's in the middle of you know middle of eight women and you're trying to hit girl number five and I was like, it's oh, horrible. Okay. makes sense. But yeah, Erica was not um, not thrilled with that. But you ended up getting to the 
finals of well, was I it did. technically the final? Yeah, because there was four teams. It was Dave and Natalie, Tenley and Kipton, uh, Kovacs and, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Kitt, and you and Jesse Beck, who was fresh mm-hmm. off Allie's season. Yeah. So then Jesse and I were off the bat, completely outnumbered, because the other six, they, especially Kipton, Kovacs, and Dave Good, the three of them were like the three musketeers. Yeah. So they said from the very beginning, like, we will never vote against one another. So I was like, well, Jesse, like, here we go. Unless you win that last competition, you basically had no chance. Yeah. And so I dropped like a $250,000 stupid water balloon. Yeah, that's right. You guys had a water balloon toss that year. And yeah, and you dropped it and you guys are out. You guys finished seventh slash eighth. And then Elizabeth and Jesse Kovacs were next. And then the finals were Natalie and Dave against Tenley and Kipton. And yeah, Natalie and Dave end up winning. Um, which is really weird now. And I've seen the name. I, Elizabeth Kitt is married to Ty Brown. Ty Brown. Who yeah, was on, they, their little girl just turned one. We still keep in t- really good touch with them. Oh, yeah. So from this cast, this is the one where you obviously keep in touch with or are friends with uh, a closer with a lot more of these women. Obviously, I know you were close to Gia before she passed as well. And, um, you know, that was awful. And, yeah. you know, hearing about that. But. Um. Yeah, that's right. I see Elizabeth. I think I'm friends with Elizabeth on um, on Facebook. So I see all the videos of her, her and Ty's kid, uh, cute girl. Yeah, cute yeah, daughter. they're great. I, it's so fun to get to see them. You know, every now and again, and um, especially like somebody I'm friends with marries somebody that Chris is friends with. Like, you know, it just makes it convenient for us. So. Oh yeah. Well, the other thing that brings me to this past weekend. I'm assuming did Chris go to Frank's wedding? No, we didn't go. Oh, we didn't it's, go. Yeah, we were invited, and we really wanted to. It just with two little babies at home, it's it's tough. It's a little bit difficult right now. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Um, I had heard from Craig Robinson because Craig had emailed. Yeah, before Craig he left. went. Craig was there. Just looking at some of the pictures that I saw. Um, few of your girls. Uh, gosh, who was this? The other ones that I saw in there. Um, I'm blanking, but I know Craig went. Um, uh, Nikki was there. Nikki was there. Um, there was a couple other guys that immediately jumped. Did Ty go or no? I don't think so. Um, okay. I know Tyler Tyler and Tyler Chris Vermette. had talked about going. Um, but, yeah, I'm still just not that confident staying at home with my cho- two children by myself. <laughs> as, as sad as that sounds, I need backup. Yeah. Have you met Frank's? wife no we were in chicago in the fall we went to um the one of the bears monday night football games yeah and um chris went and had drinks with them but i we flew separately because he was coming from working out west and so i flew and met him there but anyway long story short chris had drinks with them one night and then we were meeting up with a bunch of friends and so i never got to see them gotcha now i want to talk about the timeline of your relationship with Chris because when Chris and I talked about it I can't remember it but vaguely coming to my mind um you met him kind of when Paradise was airing I mean not Paradise yeah. uh, Bachelor Pad was airing Bachelor Pad had just it was either about to start airing or had just started um because yeah it was August of 2010 okay and it was at like a golf tournament 
right? So Chris went to the Jimmy V golf tournament in Raleigh, North Carolina um, with Chris Harrison because they were trying to get him to be the bachelor. Yeah. And he could bring a friend. So he took Jesse back and Jesse and I had become like great buddies on bachelor pad. And um, so Jesse texted, I don't even remember why Jesse texted me and said like, I'm in North Carolina with my buddy, Chris, are you close by? And I lived in Texas and I was from Tennessee. So I'm not sure why he thought I would be close by, but funny thing is I was in North Carolina that weekend for my mom's birthday. Oh. Um, and so it was just weird, like weird how the stars aligned. And um, Jesse said, why don't you come? And he talked about Chris the whole time we were on Bachelor Pad. Like they were just such little buddies. Yeah. And um, he said, why don't you come and hang out? And my college roommate lived in Raleigh at the time. So I was like, sure, you know, I'll come like do a, a spin through, see everybody before I, I fly back to Dallas. And uh, yeah, the, nine months later, we were engaged. Oh, my gosh. Now – you obviously had seen Chris on Alley season. Was he someone that ever piqued your interest before that? And not saying that would be a negative thing if you're like, no, he didn't. But did, did you? You obviously remembered who he was. Like when Jesse said, "Hey, Chris from Alley season is with me," or whatever. Like you said, he had talked about him all the time. You knew who yeah. Chris was. Yeah, yeah, I knew who he was. Um, we had filmed. We were filming while that season was airing, so I didn't get to see the whole season. But I think I got home maybe like the week before the finale. So I remember going to a watching party and I watched the finale, but I hadn't seen, I didn't know anything about his story mm -hmm. or I hadn't seen any of the rest of the season. So all I knew was he was the guy that didn't win. So I had to go back after we met, I went back and watched his season so I could figure out who this person was. Yeah. And then I remember Chris saying, now that you bring it up, he did say, basically, I was, they were coming at me for Bachelor, but I had just met Peyton, and I was just like, no, I I choose Peyton, is essentially what he did. Like, he turned it down, because he yeah. wanted to date you. Well, and it was so funny, because we had been, we met in Raleigh, and then, like, I guess it was a few weeks later, Gia had a bunch of people out to the Hamptons, and... He had decided to go. And so, of course, I was like, oh, well, I'm going. Um, and so we had a great weekend together. And he invited me to be his date at his brother's wedding. And I get back to Dallas and I'm in the salon getting my hair done, reading Us Weekly. And it has this whole article about Chris Lambton to be the next bachelor. And I was like, is this guy about to like just go radio silent on me? Yeah. And I'm going to be that girl that's trying to find out how to get on the show because I have to yeah. be with this guy. And um, we hadn't been dating long enough, I felt like, for me to ask him. But at the same time, it was my right to know. So um, that was a fun conversation. I'm like, uh, are you going to you know, go radio silent here soon? And I'm going to be wondering where you are and you're going to be filming to be The Bachelor. And he, he finally said, no, like it's it's not public knowledge and I'm not allowed to say anything to anyone. But I turned it down. And look at you guys now. How about that? I know, right? Talk about Mary, fate. Our, our anniversary is this weekend. How about so, that? So what is that? Seven uh, years. Seven years. Seven years and two kids later. Wow. Um, one other thing that I wanted to to mention, and this is just for my own personal knowledge. You guys, and I think it's it stems from your ties to the University of Tennessee, you're close with the Wittens, right? Or you are yes. friends with them. You know them. My best friend is is uh His jason's wife, wife michelle is okay 
did you by any chance know that he was going to come back? Yes. You did. Okay. Because I, I mean, being here in Dallas and being involved in sports talk radio, like I was back in the day and then still listening to it constantly. I, it just, I mean, there was a, there was a thought process, I think among a lot of people that he might get rid of, he might get off Monday night football just because he, he kind of took a beating this year uh, from critics, but nobody ever thought in a million years he was going back to football. Like that shocked everybody. Do you just out of curiosity, what, obviously he loves football. He's beloved here in Dallas. He's like an icon. He's going to get his Jersey retired at some point, probably have a statue at some point. Um, is she, like, is, your, is his wife, obviously he talked it over with her. What was the thought process of him coming back and, and playing another year, if not more? Um, I, you know, I think from what he's, he has said in most of his interviews, especially, is that he just being in the booth and off the field, it quickly made him realize that he wasn't done. Yeah. And I think when the Monday Night Football job was presented to him, um, it was one of those like he knew that his his playing career was was coming to an end and he was definitely starting to think about what what is the next chapter look like? What do I want to do when I'm not playing on the field? And when an opportunity like that is presented to you, you don't know that it'll be there next year. Yeah. You don't know who else is going to retire next year that they would rather have instead of you or who you'd be competing for these jobs against. So I think at the time it was this is an amazing opportunity it may not be here when I'm ready to retire in another year or two. So maybe this is, this is a sign that this is what I'm supposed to do. But I think that, that he quickly realized like he wasn't done playing. Yeah. And she's obviously fine with it. She's probably excited that. Oh, of course, of course. She's, you know, she's the biggest supporter, his number one fan. And and she says, you only live once. You got to do what makes you happy. Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone out here was, taken aback by the news like we just didn't think just because he had such a great send-off and sometimes when you have that great send-off pe- mm-hmm. people want to remember it as that and then he's coming back but i don't think anyone's going to complain if he catches 40 to 50 balls this year like i don't think anyone will will care that he came back and not know. not at all yeah so, um yeah, I was just curious about the whole Witten thing because I knew you guys. We're were excited, you know. We had fun going to. That's why we were in Chicago. We went to the Monday Night Football game, and our our close group of friends. That was going to be our thing. Like now, since he wasn't playing, oh well, we'll just meet up in a, a, a city where he's having a Monday Night Football game, and that'll be our our fun football game for the year. But we're excited to get to see him play again, and he plays at New England this year. So Chris is especially excited. Well. Yes. We'll go out to Foxborough for that game. That's right. They are in New England this year. Um, so let's get to uh, a couple things that you're doing now. Obviously, we've mentioned them a few times during the podcast, but you have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Lila, and a four-month-old son, Hayes. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> wow. So how has mommyhood been with that? <laughs> it's chaotic. Um I think it's it's nothing that you could ever prepare for. Every day is totally different and a new surprise and a new challenge, um, especially trying to work and raise these kiddos and, you know, balance Chris's work schedule and his travel schedule. It's a, it's a juggling act. I think I talked to another mom when I was picking Lila up from school today and said, you know, this is just an interesting phase of life. Um, it's, it's a challenge, but it's so much fun at the same time. 
and I'll, I'll, everybody says you blink and it's over. So I'm just really trying to, to soak in every little thing that my kids are doing right now because they won't be this little forever. Yeah, no, definitely cherish these early years because when they get teenagers, they become a bear to deal with. I mean, I was a nightmare, so I'm just waiting for the payback that Lila yeah. James is going to give to me. Well, what she is, is tough already. So, are you still doing? Because I, when Chris and I spoke, it was like, Chris, how many shows have you been doing? Like, I I lose track of how many shows Chris has done. And so, what shows is Chris doing now? What's his filming schedule like? And are you still involved on the TV side? Because when you before you had kids, I know that you were on the show. In the episodes that I watched, I can't remember the titles yeah. of those shows. You were on every episode and helping decorate yeah. and design. What is it now? So now um, I'm not doing anything with TV. Okay. Um, and not really on purpose. It kind of organically happened that when I had Lila James, um, they transitioned Chris to a different show. And so it was it was nice that it wasn't a decision I had to make um, because I wasn't comfortable traveling and, and doing what we had been doing at that point. So, um, it was good. He went on to do yard crashers and then lawn and order, which aired last year. And since then discovery channel bought out scripts networks, which was HGTV DIY, all of those channels. So there has been a, a transition happening over the past year. So we haven't done anything over the past year. Um, but we are starting to develop um or hopefully develop some projects with a production company that wants to pitch um and ideally we'd like to stay with hgtv because that's that's where we feel comfortable and we feel at home we feel like that's the platform for what we want to do um but now the diy network is going to become the magnolia network with chip and joanna running the show Mm. so you know if i had my my pick of things i would love to be a part of that because i feel like what they're creating there is is family friendly and um, positive and it's kind of like what we stand for and what we like to do and promote. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that will, there will be a space for us there. And you've got a home design site, correct? Yeah. So I started a business when Lila was about three months old and I realized I'm not cut out to be just a stay at home mom. I had to have something that was kind of an outlet for me. So, um, another mom friend of mine that she had worked as a design producer on a few of the shows that we filmed here on Cape Cod. Um, and we talked, we always talked like, we should do this. We should start a business. We should do this. And, uh, so finally it was like, you know, why, why are we talking about this? Let's just do it. And, um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're rolling with wash ashore home as our design business. And, um, it's, it's been great. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on the site right now. And actually when I'm looking at the site right now, I can see the, uh, the kitchen picture, which says Lambda five five twelve, which is your yeah, anniversary. That's, which that's, I would have been like, "Hey, your anniversary is this my weekend." Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on this site, this is all you guys. Well, explain the site. Explain Wash Ashore Home to everybody. So yeah, we're just a full service interior exterior design firm. Um, so we're working with homeowners um, who are doing anything from just redecorating their house to building a home to renovating a bathroom. Um, we come in and and kind of take the burden off of them of trying to decide what look they're going for, to decide what materials they're going for. We save them a lot of time and headaches and um, present them with design boards and then help the contractors bring it to life. Very cool. Yeah, no, they've got some unbelievable designs here. I mean, I I, Thank am, you. I I live in a very, I mean, I, I live in a home. I'm in suburbia, 
And I'm looking at these designs and I'm like, okay, if I had a family and I had children, uh, these are, these are some things that, um, I mean, certainly would, especially the kids rooms here, a couple of these, these are nice. Um, it's fun. I mean, you, you see like my business partner and I, we're both moms. And so we really enjoy the kids spaces because, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And also it's coastal Cape Cod, you know, a lot of the homes that we're doing are second homes. Um, so we can, we can do some fun stuff that you maybe wouldn't normally do in, in a home that you're living in year round. And it's wash ashore home dot com for anyone that yes. wants to check it out and then so wash ashore comes from that's what they call people on cape cod if you weren't born here and so when chris and i met and i moved here he said you're a wash ashore because you're not it's kind of <laughs> like being a texan yeah. you know like so um i said well i'm an embrace my title of wash ashore okay so you so there you are there so you're wash ashore home mm-hmm. wash ashore home.com all right i want to end this with a little um gameplay here and basically your answers to these questions are either going to be lila or hayes so I'm okay ask questions but since hayes is only four months and lila's two and a half you can't you have to you have to put lila back at four months to and to to see if you can remember oh gosh okay questions. so we'll 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 see how we we can get here all right so lila at four months and hayes currently who is fussier Ooh, right now, Hayes. Who eats more? Hayes. Who falls asleep faster? Gosh, they're both great sleepers. I'd say it's a tie. Okay. Cries more? Lila. Dirtier diapers? Hayes. <laughs> Who at four months made more noises? Gosh, that's so hard to remember, Lila. Yeah, it's tough. Um, to... Probably her. I think she was a noisier baby. Who wakes you guys up the earliest? Or basically, who's the first one up? Lila. And then I think I actually saw this one on an Instagram post of yours. Who's better at taking pictures? Lila. Was Was that you that put that up? That... You took a family photo, or it might have been somebody else. I could be completely off on this, but where he was like a crying mess. I think it was either that, or you might have said something to the effect of, "We can." Oh, we tried to take. We I posted a good one, but the day before, I had tried to take a photo of the two of them. And here's the problem: she just likes to be really loud and in his face, and he does not want to have any part of that. And so oh, really? he he doesn't think she's funny, and he just starts crying. <laughs> and she and she thinks she's hilarious, and she uh-huh. and she wants and so to she, entertain him. She yells louder and louder in his face. So yeah. ah, okay. Well, that's that's a little that's a little background info on uh, on Lila. Lila James and Hayes Jennings, right? Hayes Jennings. Yes. Two and a half and four months. Gosh, where has time gone since we were hanging out at Foozies? My gosh. Uh, seems like a lifetime ago. I know. When, when did you leave Dallas? 20. I left in 2011. Okay. October of 2011, I moved here and we got married May 2012. May 2012. Gotcha. 
All right. Well, it was a fun trip down memory lane, Peyton. Thank it you. was. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Um, if I'm ever out in the Boston area, you know, I've never been to Boston. I've never. Oh my I, gosh, you got to come up. I've never been to Massachusetts. Now that I think about it, I've never been to Massachusetts. Yeah. It's still really cold here. So. Right, right now it is. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like 50 today. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. I'll wait till summer. Um, yeah. Yeah, because last. Last summer I did this kind of travel thing where I I went to I went to three different cities last summer, but I wanted to go to cities where I just wanted to go to baseball games. And so I ended up going to Denver. I went and I went to a Rockies game. I went to San Francisco, I went to a Giants game, and I went to um God, I'm already blanking on the third city. Oh, Chicago. I went to a Cubs game. So obviously Fenway would be on my list of places to go. Um, obviously, it's a historical place to to visit. Yeah, it's awesome. Never been to a game there, but um, if I end up doing the Reality Steve summer tour again, um, Massachusetts is on my list. I just don't know if I'm doing it yet because I realized kind of after the fact last year that got kind of expensive. So um, yeah. I didn't plan very well. Um, so, um, will you let us know? Yeah, I will let you know. And again, thank you so much for coming on. You and Chris have always been great over the years, and um, I'm sure people are going to love taking this troll down memory lane and talking about Andy season and and Bachelor Pad season one. So Ugh, crazy. Th- thank you very much, Peyton. Thanks, Steve. You got it. Thank you so much to Peyton for coming on. I really appreciate that. You know, I mentioned a couple times hanging out with Peyton back in the day when she was still in Dallas. She is early, the early portion of when she was with Chris. And that night at the McKinney Avenue Tavern, where we went, I showed up there one night, they were already there, just randomly ran into them and they had, we going to the Manny Pacquiao fight and they were like, you want to go? I'm like, yes. So we ended up going to that a couple other times when she was still living here and we're hanging out with her and Gia uh, I mean, I, I think I said this to Chris. I probably should have said it to Peyton. I apologize for not saying it, but two of the nicer people from this franchise you're ever going to meet. Like, seriously, like you're not going to meet two nicer people than Chris and Peyton. And I say that from the bottom of my heart. So congratulations to all to them on their success, their family. I mean, this is, I mean, they, they're, they're great. And, you know, Chris was on two years ago on the podcast. He was one of my first guests. And figure it was about time to put Peyton on. And uh, now that we talked about Tessa, maybe I'll reach out to Tessa and have her on because I'd love to hear her side of things of everything that happened with Andy Baldwin and her thought process on everything. So thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Like I said, the He Said, She Said podcast episode 19 is coming up this upcoming Tuesday. Sorry it wasn't up this past Tuesday. And please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcast. It's much appreciated. So, For Peyton Lambden, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in to episode 128, and we will talk to you next week. See you!